Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Hello, my dear, dear Asha. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the definition of okay has changed in this era. So it's, uh, I, I don't know, maybe that, maybe that little pause and sigh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe that told you more than anything else. Well, actually, yes. One, first of all, just the other day, I was on a call where the person on the other side, it was a you know conference call and somebody said, how's everybody doing? And there was a big pause. And I said, I think that pause is kind of the new standard for like, like, you know, just a, a caveat before we say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, I was thinking of our dear friend, Jill Krauss, who inspired a doing okay-ish shirt that I made. Because <laughs> okay-ish <laughs> is, right now, that's pretty good. You know that? Uh-huh. Well, it's funny. I was just talking to a friend. You know, I'm I'm texting lots of emojis these days yeah. to friends. Yeah. And the emoji that I text most of all is the black heart. Because that is what mm-hmm. seems to communicate how I feel the most right now. Mm. Like, I love you. And this is sort of the state of my mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's all those things. So that's that's sort of where it's at. The black heart emoji. The black heart emoji. OK, I will be sure to use many of those when this episode goes live. <laughs> um, <laughs> and hey, that's the perfect segue, because today, you know, we we were riffing on what this episode would be. And um, I was really thinking about just the world has been incredibly heavy and difficult. It's like one piece of bad news after another. It just feels relentless. Um, And so I was really thinking about just because action is always where my mind lives. But, you know, is that Joan Baez quote, action is the antidote antidote to despair. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how we could have a conversation about like what to do when you are just in a state of despair and like, Mm -hmm. how do you move forward? It's so hard. And we've had some, you know, episodes that have um, touched on this before and focused on this, but I thought it would be a good conversation to happen to have right now because it's all a lot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's funny, like you say, 
you know, we have had conversations about this before and somehow before, like when I think about the word before, it was like a completely different world before and it was a completely different world three weeks ago, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really great that we're having this conversation, as you say, right now, right at this moment, because I think at this moment with all the things that we're carrying, all the things that have happened the blows that we've all sort of had to absorb, you know, and the fact that our kids, you know, that's all happening in the fall when our kids, many of us who have school age kids, they're back at school. Mm -hmm. And so the context of all of these things has really changed. Mm. And so because of that, I think the answers have changed and the way that we respond has changed. And I'm glad we're talking about this right now because you and I are living through this along with everybody else. And, uh, and, and it's good to be able to talk about what that means. And um, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> words like before just really give me pause. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it is. Time is, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I am glad I know not all of our listeners have children, but um, a number of them do from my <laughs> sort of casual observation. And I'm glad you brought up back to school because, wow, it it has been a lot. Um, and our first week was just horrible. And mm, <laughs> I think I'm I sorry. cried every day. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten better. Um, you know, and kids are kids are incredibly resilient. And um, you know, and it probably helps when they see their mom like have a total meltdown. <laughs> but yeah. it's just it's just so much for for all of them. And I, you know, I often think about especially you know, you and I are parents of teens, you know, I have a little one still too, but you know, the teenagers are seeing all these headlines too and absorbing them. So in addition, you know, in a, in a way it occurs to me, they're kind of living a very similar experience to us in that they're kind of trying to do the thing that they're supposed to do during the day, like school stuff. And then they're seeing all these headlines like mm. go through their feeds and it's, it's a lot. Oh, oh, it's huge. The way our teens uh, sort of interact with the news. You know, here, uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, as most of you know, and well, there are many things we can say about uh, the headlines in Portland, Oregon, but the one that I want to talk about right now is that we've just, in my particular neighborhood, come through um, a period of time where we had smoke, um, wildfire smoke. We had to be on top of everything else we had to literally stay inside our house with the windows closed and the doors closed Mm -hmm. because of toxic smoke outside Mm -hmm. so you know it's interesting that it's not just news for so many of us Mm -hmm. here especially here in the west but you know everywhere it it really is multi-dimensional for our kids and for us so, you know, the little kids couldn't play outside. The big kids were reading the headlines. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's it's really quite something. And I think the scale of it is beyond anything, um, you know, that we've experienced before. And that would have been true a couple of weeks ago. And today, even now, much more has happened than a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you mentioned, you know, little kids playing outside, uh, I think uh, our listeners who have been with us for a while and certainly you know that I'm a bit of a reluctant sports parent (laughs) Mm. and um, just, you know, sort of a little just bit of happiness amidst all this chaos is that yesterday Vi actually had um, 
socially distant basketball and socially distant mm-hmm. soccer. And I have never been so happy. I mean, obviously, it looks sort of weird. Everybody's, you know, they're not really scrimmaging the way they normally do. And they all have masks on, but they're just they're outside. They're moving. And I just felt really grateful, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, OK, I should not speak bad of sports anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can still complain about the driving, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think joy comes in in surprising packages right now. And that's just, you know, just even stopping to notice them is actually, I think, a win. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. the fact that you can stop and notice and not just barrel on to the next thing right now is a total win, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's where I'm going to leave it. It leave it there. And you know, I so you know, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to move from despair to action. And I think that, uh, you know, we're we're going to be I think sharing some stuff having to do with voting. But as as we're talking, you know, there's so it's not just about voting. You know, like despair to action, you know, maybe for you, like in that moment, just noticing that socially distant sports is a little bit of joy. I mean, like there there are these moments where we can realize that, oh, there's actually something that we can do that can make this a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes those little things, it's just it's just like five degrees better, but it is better. So we'll, we're, we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, it actually occurs to me that, you know, a lot of the things we concepts we're going to talk about, and I think we should just jump in, is that Mm -hmm. um, they're they're almost just like general life, (laughs) life and self-care. Yeah. yeah. So indeed. So how about we get going? I know we have a bunch of things to talk about. Let's do it. And, you know, I actually wanted to start with um, I know we're talking about action, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I wanted to encourage people in the face of so much stress and so many distressing headlines um, to actually give yourself time to be quiet and absorb what you need to be need to absorb before you sort of like get going into the action phase. I have found, um, boy, I've had a bunch of practice, but I have found that when I am really falling off a cliff, like based on headlines, um, you know, most notably for me was the the murder of George Floyd and then Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death um, recently. I just, I was just paralyzed and I needed, a, I was going to say a day or two, but I think it was actually longer just to grieve and be sad and be angry and be quiet. And mm-hmm. that's a little, that's a little tricky space for me because I feel it's probably all internal, but I feel kind of pressure to, you know, people have told me they really appreciate when I that I give actionable things for people to do. So in some ways, that's tricky space because I feel like I'm letting people down. But mm. that is what I need to do in order to, like, get myself back up and get ready to fight again. So I just mm. wanted to encourage that time for quiet if you need it. Oh, I'm so glad you started with that, because I feel like that word despair is tricky as well, because, you know, when when we talk about moving from despair to action it it we are, what we are not saying is don't feel mm. what we're saying mm-hmm. is you know don't stay in that space of of paralysis you know and that that moving out of that can help those feelings but but 
it all starts with feeling, you know, I have to believe at least, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but all of my action is actually fueled by those feelings and Mm. those sad feelings, those falling off a cliff feelings, that grief, I have to believe that that grief really comes because I love people. I love my kids. I love my country. And grief is what happens when those things get hurt. So like we, we have to feel it and that's where it begins. So I really hear what you're saying about how there's this, you know, this sort of internal storyline for you that it's like, ah, you know, people, people appreciate my actions. And so when I sit here quietly, you know, what I'm not helping people, but I think we help people most when, when what we do is really fueled by who we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I am grateful that you give yourself that time and that you're sort of challenging yourself to feel those feelings. It's, it's, it's so tricky. I mean, again, this is emotional territory that we've never had to navigate before in this way on this scale. And, you know, especially with this confusing media narrative that's out there that other people don't feel as we do sometimes. And so it's, it's so confusing. Um, but, but it's good that this is the place to start mm-hmm. to give yourself time to be quiet. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, you know, I think the other thing I would say about the beginning of these, you know, of, of that move, movement from despair to action is to give yourself permission to not know what you're doing, to be a beginner, mm. you know, mm-hmm. to say to yourself, okay, I should do something, but I have no idea what that something is. That's really okay. And so many of us don't feel comfortable with that, like not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. But just acknowledging it up front really can make taking a small step feel so much easier, you know? So um, I just, I, I've actually been working on a project right now um, that some of you might be aware of, some of you might not be aware of. It's called Vote Plus One. And I'm making a series of videos sharing simple actions that people can take. And the 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 thing I want to mention right now is the reason I named it Vote Plus One is because it's all about choosing one small action. It's not about choosing all the actions and becoming, you know, a, a, you know, a plus activist. It's about doing one little thing like writing five letters. And I think we start where we start and when we give ourselves permission to just take that small step, which is what we've been talking about on this podcast for years now. Mm-hmm. That's how change happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't I can't agree more. And um, it occurs to me that, you know, that that sort of fear about just getting started. I mean, I think that's like everywhere in life, but I think maybe especially people might feel a little embarrassed about that right now, like given in the context of, you know, the election and whatever. Um, but really, it is never too late to start. <laughs> never. Oh, my gosh. Never. In fact, now, now is actually the most powerful time to start because people are paying so much attention. So actually, yeah. this is a great time. Yeah. And we'll talk about, um, well, certainly people should go to your series. Um, I mean, added bonus, you can see Asha's cute face like on video. <laughs> I'll um, talk more about that later. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later as well. Some other additional sources. But um, yeah, let's do that. We're going to take a quick break. Asha, and then continue our conversation. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. 
And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted. And after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Okay, friends, we are back. I don't know, Asha, should I give another like dramatic drum roll? Asha and I are back. Because <laughs> boy, oh boy, I love hearing your voice. It's so oh, lovely. Me too. I got my earbuds in. It feels so good. I know. Even when we're talking about like despair, it's still good. It's still good. Yeah. It's like therapy. So, yeah. you know, thank you for being on the other end of the line here. Mm. Um, so I want to start. My next recommendation is really, I mean, it really dovetails to what you were last talking about, about you know, beginning actions or starting somewhere, and it is to identify some really easy wins. And I would say this is no matter where you are on the, you know, activist journey, um, because, you know, all of our time varies and is under stress. So anything. So some of my favorites are um, obviously donations, if you have the means. Um, Actually, Asha, I was just thinking of you last week when I donated to to a few campaigns. Ages ago, you had talked about going to your PayPal account and mm-hmm. learning that you had some random funds in there that you had totally forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So I made my donations through PayPal, um, oh, which nice. was very easy. Found money is the best money. Yeah. I was like, hey, I didn't even know this was here. That's great. Um, I love ResistBot. Really, really easy texting program. We'll link all this stuff in the notes. Um, and I've talked about it several times on this show, but postcard writing through postcards mm-hmm. to voters is one of the things I love. These three things are just a few easy wins and they are all things you can do from the comfort of your home and some in a matter of minutes. So mm-hmm. just, I like keeping a few of those ideas in my pockets. Cause you know, it's very rare that I have 15 spare hours consecutively to do something like 
volunteering at the polls most of the time. I don't have that kind of time. So it's just good to have have some options. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I absolutely. Um, well, let me just build on on what you just said. Um, you know, so my my. Thing that I want to focus on now is to sort of continue with that idea of just choosing one thing to do right now as you move yourself from despair to action. Christine mentioned postcard writing. She mentioned donations. And I want to frame that a little bit because, um, you know, a lot of us use the word activism or activist. I want to suggest to you that as a member of our democracy, every one of us, this is for all of us. This is whether or not you identify with the word activist, which frankly, I think is a fabulous word. Uh, but but even those of us who are just walking around in our day to day and aren't necessarily thinking along, you know, those lines, these actions that we're talking about really are for everyone. And so mm. when you sort of build on this idea of an easy win, just again, you don't have to do all the things you can sit down and write postcards. Christine mentioned postcards to voters, which is a really fabulous program. I actually made a vote, <clears throat> a vote plus one video all about postcard writing. Um, but you can also write voter turnout letters. This is something you can do in maybe 15 minutes. You could do it once. You could do it once a week. You can do it every evening, but you get to choose. And these are not huge things. I mean, you could choose to do huge things if you want, but if you just do one thing, that is going to make a difference mm-hmm. because we're talking about collective impact here. And you can trust that other people are working alongside you. And when I really, you know, when you're really sort of able to get into that mind space, it makes me think about Vi playing her sports, right? You look up and there she is playing her socially distant sports. And there's like a, there's a group of people doing something amazing together. And that's exactly what this is, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's bigger than just, you know, the five voter turnout letters that you write or the five postcards that you write. It's the fact that you are taking part in something so much bigger than you that you can trust. And that is going to help move you out of that despair place and into that place of, hey, you know, I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. I love that. I love that. I feel like we're just, everything is like, our tips are weaving together really beautifully. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I want to loop back to something I had, we had started to talk about when we you were sharing about Vote Plus One and we were talking about sort of knowing what to do. And I just wanted to encourage people to amplify legit sources. And I guess, well, that's the point is amplify legit sources. But actually what I really want to encourage people around is to not underestimate the power of your voice. Um, you know, in our business, we talk about influencers and, you know, their social media people. But all of us, through your conversations, I was going to say on the playground, but we're not really doing that anymore. <laughs> so, you know, our conversations with people, um, friends, family, whoever, things we post on social media, whatever, um, our voices matter so much. And so, but to connect to you know, what you were saying, Asha, like about being a beginner and maybe not knowing what to do. Like, I will link these up, but I feel like a few wonderful sources that you can always, you know, look to and they are vetting things and sharing. Um, Our friends, um, 
run Feed Our Democracy, which is just there on Facebook and Instagram, I think particularly active on Instagram, but just sharing great resources, stories, actions. They are amazing. Um, I really like, still really like Dan Rather's News and Guts, which is what I started kind of filtering and reading like once after the 2016 election. Um, Asha, your series, of course. Mm. Um, Our friend Gabrielle Blair, who... You know, it's funny, her handle in various places is Design Mom, but she is just so much more than just design and parenting writing. I mean, she is an incredible active voice in the space. Um, and then the guys at Crooked Media obviously, you know, do a ton of work, but we'll link all these up. But if you are like kind of uncertain of like what your next action might look like, you know, go to any of those sources and I'm sure you will find something good. Mm hmm. Um, absolutely true. I, um, I, that is actually amplifying legitimate sources, not just legitimate journalism, but, uh, you know, I think valuable, positive, um, voices in the political space, but in other spaces as well. That's what I use Twitter for actually. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, you know, a lot of you may not use Twitter, so, you know, it's not a big deal. I certainly wouldn't sign up for Twitter just to follow me or follow, you know, more stuff. I frankly think, Less social media is probably better right now, but um, but there but the point is that there are some really really good voices out there, and you know where my um, series Vote Plus One is concerned, it is both a video series and a podcast. So mm -hmm. I think it's really um, you know like when we talk about voices, like if you actually want to hear my voice, you know, in your ears, like you're hearing now, you can you can look for the podcast. But that's part of what I am actually trying to do with the series is to really surface um, things that you can do, most of which are through really great legitimate organizations. I mean, there are people that are doing the work for us. So all we have to do is show up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's great. And um, I, um, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a little time thinking about some more sources and so that we can add them to these show notes. Really, really good, good people out there. All right. So speaking of which, um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about back to school and the fact that we have so much less time than we did before. Not that we had a lot of time before, but, um, you know, with work and school and everything else, you know, time is a, a premium. And so the idea of finding time to make action might feel a little bit much. So um, my very specific tip is to find the time to take action by shifting time away from consuming media. It's sort of like, hey, look, there's money in my PayPal account. I'll use it for donation. Well, there's actually a little time in your media consumption uh, bucket that you may not notice, and you can take 15 minutes out of that and mm -hmm. use it toward taking action. And the reason that I am talking about that, I'm not trying to like dis consuming media or scrolling on Instagram or whatever, or whatever because sometimes that's just really a great way to relax. But it actually, I think, really helps in the despair department because it shifts you, you know, from receiving, uh, you know, all the sort of that cacophony of messages out there and really gives your mind a time to focus on something that's productive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that simple thing of taking 15, 15 minutes away from, say, Facebook scrolling in the evening and instead signing up with vote forward and adopting five voters to vote, to write voter turnout letters, which literally, I mean, it would take maybe 15 minutes to do five voter turnout letters with vote forward. Um, what a great, 
what a great use of your time and and a feeling of like, hey, you know, I help turn out voters. So um, that's just a, a very simple strategy. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I didn't really have vote forward on my active radar, so I'm glad to know about them now. So thank you for that. Oh, oh I'm so glad I mentioned vote forward then because it, it, it's got just a flawless web interface. When you sign up, um, it allows you to basically adopt voters and it passes along those addresses to you. You can basically write five voter turnout letters in 15 minutes. And the timing couldn't be better because all of the letters and they have a goal of sending 10 million voter activation letters. Wow. They go out on October 17th. So, yeah, Vote Forward is fabulous. We'll put them in the show notes. Do they have a little ticker for the October 17th? Like how do we know like how close they are to 10 million? I don't know. Yes. I, I love tickers. <laughs> so not only do they have a ticker that is very exciting to look at. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, it is exciting. <laughs> um, they also have the way that their web interface works is once you sign up, they they you you adopt a certain number of voters. You then, you know, click a little button. It gives you addresses. You click another button once you're done with the letters and then you click another button and it shifts them into this dashboard. And I'm it is the most motivating dashboard mm. I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really great. And I am super excited about Vote Forward. And of course, right. awesome. There is a whole episode of Vote Plus One about Vote Forward. You're going to have I to link, link everything up. up. OK, I mean, we, we could link up the YouTube and the podcast and whatever. But yeah, I think some of the specifics would be really helpful. Yeah. OK, Asha, we have um, a few more things we want to chat about, and we will do that after a quick break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you struggle with boundaries and the general complexities of peopling? Relationships are necessary to our well-being, and some relationships are just, well, complicated. A good chunk of the work I have done in therapy centers on relationships, how to own my part of the story, how to let go of relationships that are toxic, and how to navigate challenging relationships in a way that doesn't drain me. And all of this work helps me show up better for myself and also as a partner, mom, friend, family member, and business owner. If you're thinking of starting therapy, check out BetterHelp. This online therapy platform was designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash edit. As you know, I am all about micro improvements. And if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. 
That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, friends, we are back. I'm feeling fired up, Asha. I'm feeling out of the despair zone and into the action zone. <laughs> Isn't like, that amazing? It's it, cool. I feel better, too. I feel I was better so than... sad. I was so, like, kind of like, I was despairing when we started, not because we were recording, but just because of life. And I feel good now. So this is like, <laughs> I hope everybody feels the same. Um, anyway, um, my sort of last central tip for this episode, you know, we've been talking a lot about easy actions quick wins. And those are all massively important. (laughs) And I wanted to encourage people to also do something and get out of your comfort zone. I feel like, um, I mean, we'll see how much translates to action, but I felt like RBG's death was a real rally cry for people. And um, I think particularly because, you know, when someone passes, that is when the accomplishments of their life tend to be illustrated um, or talked about. And when you see or read just the incredible contributions (laughs) she Mm. made for, especially for women, for, you know, LGBTQ rights, you know, it kind of stopped me in my tracks. Like, wow, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do more. (laughs) So um, I just wanted to identify, I encourage people to identify one thing to get out of your comfort zone you know, for me, it was working the polls, but it could be something like making phone calls like that would actually be out of my comfort zone for sure, because mm-hmm. that's phone calls is not where my passion lies. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be speaking up on social media. A lot of people are afraid to do that. Like so that would be one to consider uh, reallocating a little bit of household budget somewhere. I know money is tight for so many people, but, mm. you know, that could be a place to maybe allocate a little bit for donations. Um uh, I don't know if it's at Vote Save America, but the crooked media mm-hmm. guys are doing like an adopt a battleground state. You know, there there are a lot of different things that you could consider doing. So I would just encourage a stretch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you said that, because uh, I think, you know, some of our listeners, like you said, you know, that one small step is is the way to start. Some of some other folks, some other folks are actually more motivated by taking a much larger step. Sure. And I think that that really, if you are feeling called to, you know, really, you are connected to the gravity of this moment. And this is a grave moment where we are. Let's not lie about that. It's or not not lie. I mean, let's not even obscure that we are in a grave moment and it calls for action. And so if you're feeling called to really leap, then then do it, you know, and um, you you mentioned RGB's. Um, RBG's RGB, RBG's um, accomplishments. I read somewhere that if you're a woman and you've applied for a credit card mm-hmm. uh, and you, you know, like received a credit card because of your application, that's because of her, mm-hmm. because of her work. Like you used to have to have a husband cosign, like mm-hmm. women couldn't apply for their own credit cards. Doesn't that seem nuts? Yeah. Mortgages, same thing. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, if you really think about it, there's there's more we could say about sports, given that we were talking about it. But anyway, it's just amazing. So I hear you and you say, oh, my gosh, you know what? Like, I'm inspired to do more. And um, when you talk about getting out of your comfort zone, it's sort of interesting that you should say that, you know, using your social platform, because here I am making videos, which is something that I am not comfortable with at all. 
Mm-hmm. And it has been such an, it, it has felt so good to do that in service. And, you know, you also mentioned making phone calls and that that's something that's really spooky for you are not alone. Like so many people sort of like get the heebie-jeebies when they think about making phone calls. You know, I made phone calls for the first time a few years ago and I was super nervous about doing it. And it's one of those things that I'm going to encourage you all to just try doing once. I'm not saying it's going to be the most fun thing you've ever done, but I think what you will find is that it's not scary. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think I, I just think it's worth when you have an opportunity to try phone banking, give it a try. Just push through that feeling a little bit, set aside a few, you know, like, again, 15 minutes to just give it a try with an organization. And then at the end of that, and you're just like, I know I'm never going to do that again. Or chances are you're going to say, you know what, that wasn't bad. And actually. One time when I did it, I ended up having an amazing call with somebody in Arizona. This was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had this really great conversation with somebody and I walked around for the rest of the week feeling so good. I didn't have to convince them of anything. You know, it was just a, a nice phone call with a human being. And mm-hmm. I don't know, right now in this moment where we're all socially distanced and isolated from each other, it feels really good to connect with people. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say that. Get out of your, com- you know. Getting out of your comfort zone is right. And you might find that um, some of your discomfort really is just based on, you know, fear and anxiety, not actually something real. It's just it's just lack of familiarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, so my last tip of this episode is. To tell your friends about what you're doing, talk about what you're doing, if you write five letters, if you make some phone calls and push yourself to do that. Tell your friends, like talk to your neighbor when you see them on the street, post about it on your social media account. Tell your friends what you're doing, because when your friends see you doing something, they will feel more comfortable doing something themselves. This really goes back to what Christine was saying about not undervaluing your power as an influencer. You know, we always you know, when we look around us and see our friends doing things that maybe we sort of wish we could do but we're one or two steps behind them, it just makes it that much more approachable. And so that is, I think, that the sort of last part of every single action that you do should be to talk about it, whether it's online or offline. Yeah. And let me just say that that actually could be one of the get out of your comfort zone things, because Mm -hmm. um, like sharing about what you're doing. I mean, last week in my conversation with Laura Tremaine, we talked I mean, God, that was just an incredible conversation. And we talked a lot about how it's very difficult for people, whether it's in person or online, to to share. I mean, we were Mm. talking about sort of like personal backstories, but I think also, you know, people have a sense on social media sometimes like I don't want to be like bragging about what I'm doing. That's not what this is about. You know, Mm -hmm. this is about, um, you know sharing active activity, things that you're doing and helping to inspire others. And I know that it it works, you know, (laughs) after Mm -hmm. I shared my story about, um, you know, calling the elections office to volunteer, like a whole bunch of people were like, okay, I just called. And Mm -hmm. I, and it continues to stun me whenever (laughs) there are examples like that. And Mm -hmm. it's exciting. You know, I think it helps people be brave and that's really important right now. It helps people be brave. That is so true. And 
you know, back to my first tip of this episode, don't be afraid to be a beginner. You don't have to be a political expert. You don't even have to talk about politics. You can just talk about the fact that we are we live in a democracy and you're excited to try something new to help engage with that democracy, to help participate. You know, this is about participation even more than politics in many ways. And that is, I think, a story or a, a, a concept that resonates with people in your life. And so it it is brave and it is brave to talk about it, you know, and I just I, I think that our voices carry so much further than we realize when yeah. we tell these stories. I mean, I think that's what what, you know, you and Laura were talking about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. OK, Asha, what is your next edit for this episode? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> There's so many, but I'm I'm just going to go. I, I, I really want you all to see what I what I'm up to, folks. So I'm going to encourage you to visit voteplusone.org and check out my voter turnout actions. Um, there's a big button right there. You can sign up and have the videos and the actions emailed to you or you can subscribe to my Vote Plus One podcast, which is basically happening just between now and election day and the episodes are anywhere from two to, you know, seven or eight minutes long. So you could probably listen to the entire thing just sitting, (laughs) sitting on your couch for one evening, but yeah, super, super quick, super short and super um, actionable. Everybody has two to seven minutes. Anybody. (laughs) I mean, really, we all have two to seven minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, my your next edit for this episode. uh, Actually, you just kind of touched on it just a second ago, but is to take a moment to reframe your thinking about not getting political. I see people say that all the time. I'm not going to get political. I don't want to get political on my feed. I won't even get into the fact that the even being able to say that is kind of like a position of privilege. (laughs) Um, But the point is, the reason I want to bring this up is Asha, actually, in our fall check in episode, you said something that really stuck with me. And it was that you said something like, I don't really even care about politics. I care about democracy. And that is what this is about. (laughs) This is about our collective voices and being heard. And this is the time to step in the ring. Actually, I think you said on another episode something like there are no sidelines anymore. Like mm. that could not be more true than right now. So mm-hmm. I just if you've had that feeling of, oh, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into it, you know, and it's just not who I am. It it needs to be who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, for the good of all of us. And, you know, it's just it's so important right now. And so I know it's hard, but draw you know, inspiration, courage will link a lot of resources up um, in order to help you on your way. Absolutely. We're here with you. We're going to help you with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, folks. I'm like seriously ready to move into some action right now. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here's the action we want you to take right now, folks, and that's to go check out the show notes. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what's one action you're working on or planning to do in advance of the election. Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page or chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening. 
Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.